Welcome to the Fitfiliate Podcast, where with honesty and transparency, we talk about all things fitness, coaching, and gym ownership, so that you can feel less crazy and frustrated and alone, while you also find more freedom and make more money. Alrighty, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitfiliate Podcast, and today I'm joined by the lovely Sarah, who is the owner and head coach of CrossFit Haddington in Scotland, is it? That's right. Yep. Yep. We're Scotland. just outside of Edinburgh. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, it's just turning into spring there for you guys? Well, supposed to be. <laughs> so we we had a nice week and then now this week it's been kind of coldish and rainy, but it'll pick back up. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, we're just heading into winter over here in Australia and it'll probably still be way warmer than your summer will be. So yeah, it's good. Oh, man. <laughs> so like, I just wanted to have a chat to you today because I think you've got a really interesting story about your journey into CrossFit and then going over the other side of the world to, you know, open your affiliate and and particularly being, you know, both of us being women affiliate owners and coaches, there's some barriers that um, happen with that. So maybe if you want to start giving me a little bit of, you know, giving us a bit of an idea of how you came across CrossFit and um, how you got started and then through to your coaching and then affiliate ownership. Yeah. Um, yeah. So quite a journey there. I'm trying to think where to begin with it. So um, like, so as far as like coaching, like I've always, I've always been a coach since I was started coaching when I was 15. I was, I was a softball Mm -hmm. player growing up and, um, and I was a, I was a pitcher. And so my pitching coach, when I was 15, she kind of, she took me under her wing and I became a junior instructor and uh, she started Mm -hmm. teaching, teaching me her ways and how to coach and that sort of thing. And, um, and so that's where, where I got into coaching and then when I went on to play in college, you know, it was part of like strength and conditioning and that sort of thing. And I always mm-hmm. loved it. And then, um, and then as far as coming across CrossFit, um, when I was, so I was still coaching softball. So like I had moved to Scotland, um, right after college. And then that's where I met my husband, Rory. And that's how I got, you know, my connections here. But then we moved back to America after, uh, we were married for how long after yeah, for we moved back. So we got married 2010 and we moved back. So it's after about a year and then we moved back to mm-hmm. America. And then I connected back with um, the pitching coach that I worked with and uh, her name's Stacy and she owns um, Champions Fast Pitch Academy. And so I connected back with her and got back into coaching softball again. And then um, what was really cool was that the softball academy also had um, a strength and conditioning side to it. And our coach there um, Jocelyn was also a CrossFit trainer. And so she, um, so she, we also had, there was a CrossFit affiliate attached to our softball Academy. And so it was always one of those things where I'd look, look over to the, you know, cause it was two units. And so I'd always like peek my head over in the other unit and be like, that looks really intimidating. <laughs> and so I just, I never thought like, I was always one of those things where I didn't, yeah, I was, I was quite intimidated with it. Cause like looking in on it, like everybody just looks so fit and so amazing and doing all these like butterfly things from the rig and yeah. all this. I just, just felt like it was a bit out Scary. of reach. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of stuck with what I knew, but what was always really cool was like our softball players that we would coach whenever they kind of hit like a, a plateau in their, like, you know, it happened often where they hit a plateau with their pitching where they'd want to get faster. They'd want to get stronger. They'd want to get better. And really it, it gets to a point where you just need to get stronger. You need to get fitter. And so we'd send mm-hmm. them over to, to our strength and conditioning coach to Jocelyn and she would take them through CrossFit and do CrossFit training with them. 
And then, you know, after a while of them doing that sort of training, you know, that you'd see in their pitching, like they get faster, they're getting stronger, they're just more <laughs> dominant pitchers. And so it obviously, you know, that it works. Um, and so, yeah, so it was like, so I was always kind of familiar with CrossFit, but I hadn't really gotten into it because I was just intimidated. So, um, so it wasn't until I moved, we moved back over to Scotland. So this was 2015. Um, we moved back over my husband, our, the family business is a sports shop here in Haddington. And so, uh, mm. we came back over with that and like, and just like, cause, uh, the, my father-in-law, he retired and then, uh, Rory took it on and then, um, and then, yeah. And so as far as when we moved back over here, we moved to East Lothian and Haddington. And like, I didn't really know too many people. Obviously I knew my family and I knew a few mm. people, but I wanted to make friends and I also needed to get fit. Cause I just had two kids and my yeah. fitness wasn't where I really wanted it to be. Um, and so, um, so yeah, so I just kind of Googled CrossFit in East Lothian and then came across, um, a CrossFit gym that was located over in Dunbar. And so I started there and, um, and yeah, did my, my first wad was Murph. <laughs> and so, oh, wow. That's, and he came back. <laughs> and so That's... it was, it was one of these things where, um, I went and did it. Obviously I think, I think what helps is like just being naive. You have no idea what you're getting yourself mm. into. So you see what the workout is on the board. You're like, okay, well, I guess I'll just give it a just go. Do it. <laughs> and, uh, and so you know got into it and then um but it was really funny because obviously everybody there was probably a lot fitter well they were they were a lot fitter than me and uh you know so did the first mile and then like i was still finishing up my you know 100 200 300 i'd partitioned it cindy mm. style you know where you do the yeah um yeah you know what i mean and so yeah. i was just finishing those up and everybody else in the session had already finished their last mile run. And I had just finished like my last air squat and was like, and I still have to run a mile. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than that one mile after the, uh, your 300th air squat that um, I know when I coach it in the box, you just wait for people to start their run and they're like staggering like baby deer out the door. <laughs> totally yeah and you're mm. just you're just making it through and then so yep. yeah so I, I got like so then Rory so my husband Rory he was like I'll run the last mile with you so he came with me he did another mm. mile he's so fit <laughs> and which then made me like sometimes that's I, a good thing or a bad thing, the thing is, it, it was one of these things where it was like I really appreciate it but at the same time it made me feel like what? so unfit yeah <laughs> like, and so the whole totally. last mile like beat myself up and then like I was actually quite mm -hmm. upset but like what it actually did was it, it lit a fire me to like get stuck into um there's chloe say hello hi, to chloe. <laughs> hi chloe how you <laughs> good mate <laughs> you're fine you're fine um, a photo bomber that's right that's good um <laughs> and so um so yeah just kind of like lit that fire in me as far as like right mm. like I, I saw i saw where i wasn't and where i wanted to be and i wanted to get to it was like more of a challenge of just like i wanted to get my fitness mm. to that better place. And so anyway, so for me, it lit a fire under me. It didn't discourage me. I was mad at myself more than anything else. And so I just kind of, I just got into it, got stuck into CrossFit every day. I was nervous about what was on the whiteboard, but I wanted to, I wanted to give it a go. Um, and yep. I love the challenge. And so, so that's how I got started with CrossFit. And then, um, and then, yeah. And then I came, came out of that after a while of doing it. Um, the, the affiliate owner there, he found out about my coaching background and then just was softball and then said, well, would you ever be interested in coaching this? And I was just like, well, yes, but I didn't think like, I didn't think I would be like, you know, 
I thought mm-hmm. I had to be fitter to be able to coach. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he yep. was like, no, nope, you can go now and go get your level one. Yep. And so then, um, so I went and got my level one and it was a great experience and a big learning experience. And, um, and then, yep. yeah. And then from there I started coaching. And so, um, and I just loved it. Cause I think for me, coaching's always been a passion. And so it just kind of lit that coaching fire again. And then I was just really motivated to continue to pursue further credentials, like went and got my level two. And then, um, and then, and then like quickly after getting my level two, cause like part of the closing out, you know, talk was like next steps after your level two is like, you know, you know, you continue to read, you can continue to study, you know, when you have coaching opportunities, you know, go and coach and use what you're learning, putting in practice. And then the last thing he said, he's like, well then, you know, after like also two like specialty courses, like go on the gymnastics course, the weightlifting course, that sort of thing. And then he was like, and then, you know, pursue your level three, you know, go ahead and start pursuing that. And so I was like, okay. And so then, um, so then basically just like went home, looked it up and then, you know, got registered to start pursuing my level three that year and then did that. And so, yeah, perfect CrossFit. And then, um, and then, yeah, cause I know you asked, it was kind of like a big, broad, like spectrum of the journey. And then, um, after doing that, it wasn't too long after that, then just got some vision for what I'd like to do. Cause where I was, where I was coaching at before was about 15 miles away from the town where I live. And there wasn't, there was kind mm-hmm. of a gap where I'm at, um, as far yep. as a gym. And so, and, and also too, Roy and I have always kind of wanted to do something together where we could kind of link the sports shop with the gym a bit and kind of mm-hmm. try to elevate sport and fitness and health in our area. Yep. Um, and so that's kind of, yeah, so that's kind of how CrossFit Haddington got awesome. started was, was an idea and then had a, act, had a great team of just some great friends and family around to support me along the way to, to, to launch it and get it going. Um, so how long, then, how long have you been open now? We opened, um, it was May of May 18th, 2019. Um, so well, we're, yep, we're nice. three years now. So, uh, well, so yeah, years. that's, uh, that's, that's actually a significant milestone because you know, a lot of. Um, yeah, in my journey, I was told that a lot of um, trainers and you know small micro gyms, if they last you know three to five years, then they they've got good long term stability. Like most will fizzle out after one to two years. And um, the gym that I wound up buying, the owner had only had it for two and a half years before she looked to get out. And and I thought, well, if I can just outlast how long she had it, I think I'll be doing well. Where, so, so where are you at with yours now? How long you've been? Where well. Technically, the affiliate is 10 years, but I've owned it for seven and a half now. So, nearly cool, Lisa. so yeah, so that's a, it's and a decent milestone. And all through, you know, COVID and, you know, yeah. and I know you guys actually had a pretty rough run through COVID with closures and yeah. restrictions and yeah, it was pretty tough. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you've got a wealth of experience. You now got your level three. Congratulations. And Thank that's you. something to be very proud of. Oh, it was fun. Yeah. How... In your coaching journey, and I'd be really interested to hear from you is from a, you know, being a a woman coach in, you know, what is traditionally male dominated, even though there are a lot of female coaches, but sometimes it can be hard for women to break through that coaching stigma and and have that feeling that you had is, oh, I need to be fitter or I need to be, you know, this superhuman person. Right. Have you come across any of those sort of challenges or barriers and how you kind of had to work around that in your journey to feel like almost you had to prove your credibility before you started doing something? Um, yeah, I would say, I think, I think it's one of those things where I sometimes like, it's one of those things where I felt like when I started, I probably had more of those kind of 
feelings as far as like being like, uh, they're not listening to me because I'm a female or that sort of feeling. Mm -hmm. And then the longer I've gone, I, I think it's more of like, because you never want to discredit like people's experiences. Because I think sometimes things do happen where maybe somebody, yeah. you know, it's more of an issue with them and they didn't mm. like, you know, listen because of that silly reason. But then as well, too, I've just kind of found the more, especially with coaching, that I've just, you just kind of step out in confidence and just know that like, you know, you, you know what you're talking about and like, you know how to connect with people and that like really more than anything else, like you're just trying to help people. Um, mm. And like that, you make it your kind of your focus and your concern to connect with that person, male or female, and you want to help them and you're genuine, then it's one of those things where, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't listen, that falls more on them, but you know, you're giving your Mm -hmm. best. And like, and so I think, yeah, well, I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, but I think the longer that I've gone and the more confidence I've grown and that what I have to offer is valuable um, for them then I, I don't, I, it's one of those things as, as a female coach, I haven't really run into it as much anymore. Cause it's just, it's like, and then maybe I'm just naive again to where maybe they are thinking something, but I'm just not picking up mm. on it. Cause I think it, <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that's, and, and that's, that's the big win. You know, it can be, yeah. I found through my journey because, you yeah. know, um, I had to, you know, always scale a lot and I feel like, yeah. you know, because, and you know, you claim came from a similar background where you've scaled a lot of movements and stuff it really makes you focus on the progressions to learn a movement so you can actually teach it in greater detail than someone who just flies up on the rings and does a muscle up and goes, how did you do that? And they're like, I don't know, I just pulled and swung. It's like, okay, (laughs) whereas we know what it's going to take to get there, even though like I will live to be 100 and probably never get a muscle up, but, you know, we can go through those structures because particularly for women, we're not as strong and we have to break things down a little bit more. So I think that's a you know, one of the strengths we have is being able to really get down to the minutia of the movement, not just, just jump up there and just do it, you know? Right. Right. Be fine. Well, it's, just, and it's just being able to meet people right where they're at and then, and then, and then elevating them from there. And so it's just to where, mm. you know, and I think that's the thing as well is where I think sometimes, I think sometimes what can happen a lot in CrossFit because it is, there is a lot of, um, what's great about it is all the challenges, like new skills to learn and that sort of thing. Mm. And, and I think sometimes people can, maybe beat themselves up because they don't have a certain skill where it's, where it's more of just like, really at the end of the day, it's about moving and getting healthy and, you know, taking care of yourself. So that way we can live happier, healthier lives. And so, you know, the fact that they're there and they're doing something and we're making progress, then that's a win. And so the fact that you might not be swinging up and do a muscle up yet, that's okay. We're still going to get a benefit from you getting strong of working on your low ring transitions of your pull transition push, you know, mm. that's, that's still going to be stronger. Exactly. And we're getting that yeah. progress and just kind of, I think thinking about in the grander scheme of life and things, as far as just like the grander scheme is that we want you to live a happier, healthier life. And so just by being here and doing something is you're making that progress. And so, um, and so, yeah, so I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's, that's, no, no, that's it. perfect. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so- actually really, really well said for, you know, what we, the way, the perspective that we have, it's like, even if someone's doing um, the base level of scaling for something, it's still better than when they were sitting at home doing nothing at all. Like yeah. I have some members, you know, they do burpees, you know, still with their hands up on a wall and just step back and step in. And they're like, they're not real burpees. I went, they are real burpees because yeah. you feel the same as the other people who are now lying on the floor. Yeah. Are you not tired? Yes. Well, that, that it's just appropriate range for you. Exactly. And it's better than you sitting at home and having a packet of Doritos and binging Netflix. Exactly. You know, exactly. And they, 
getting to be with the tribe and and I love when I first joined CrossFit because um, I'd been to other gyms and done other fitness programs and you kind of like being a larger body person, you go in and no one would really talk to you. You got all the cool girls in there, you know, like her and whatever. And then the first time I ever stepped into a CrossFit gym, all these people talked to me yeah. and we were on a warm up run and I was coming dead last and people were running with me and I'd come in and they high five me and I'm like, Aww. this is new. That's and it's about. just, you know, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the people who come last get the biggest cheers, which is true because the people who come first, no one else, everyone else is working, mate. We're not, we're not going to yeah. look at you finishing first. So <laughs> I fell in love with that community of that. Yeah. Oh, this is, I, when I walked in, I was like, oh, I belong here. Yeah. This is where I found my home. I found my place, you know, writing our score on the floor and, and, and all that stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, this is where I belong. I've just felt at home, you know, I didn't have to yeah. wear anything particular and it's what I kind of want to create in my space is it doesn't matter what you wear or what you do, yeah. someone's still going to high-five you at the end and that's totally. the beauty of what we do. Absolutely. Um, so in your journey as an affiliate, I know, and we've met through working um, as part of Fitfiliate yeah. in the uh, uh, Mastermind Mentoring Group, what led you to reach out to um, Fitfiliate for, for mentoring or what, you know, what did you – triggered you to go actually these are the people that I think can help me yeah yeah well so um so yeah with that so like a few things so I I I was I met Tony I took the gymnastics course over in Ireland and so that's when I first Mm -hmm. met Tony and so and he's just an awesome coach and so he was he said a few key phrases that like um some of my most favorite coaches growing up when I played softball they said the same phrases. So like one of the things was um, he, he said, leave it better than you found it and go be great. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> those were things that coaches that I just deeply respected growing up also said. And so I was like, ah, mm-hmm. I really like this coach. This is somebody I want to yeah. listen to. Um, and so um, and so that's kind of how I, you know, then I guess you get connected through Instagram. And then so mm-hmm. then I saw that they, you know, I could tell he was starting up. This was back when it was all just starting the, you know, fit Philly at him and him and Chuck. Cause I followed Chuck as well on Instagram and loved all his gymnastics stuff that he would post. And so then, um, so yeah, so it was one of those things where, um, it like their posts were just so good as far as like, I think coming yeah. from the affiliate owner perspective, it just caught my attention as far as like, huh, I feel that like it just resonated. Like, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm yeah, trying to like, oh, are they, there would be some, I would read and I would think, are they in my office? Are yes. they looking over my shoulder? I just felt, even now I still read some, I go, oh, feeling attacked for that one. It's That's like, right. <laughs> we just spoke about that on my call yesterday. Is this about me? And it's, and it's, yeah, their, their, their stuff was really relatable. And I was like, yeah, they're talking to me. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Totally. So it's one of those things where, yeah, you read it, you like can really resonate with it. And, um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, cause I was at, as far as like my affiliate owner journey, it's just one of those things where things I, as far as like the gym itself and things going and my, the, the team that was around me, everything was really good. Like everything has been yeah. great. Actually, I've got a, a really great team. I've got a lot of support around me, but I just felt like for me, myself, um, I know I can coach. Um, but as far as like being a, like, running a business and running it well, I just felt so inadequate. Um, and just like, I just didn't know what I was doing and on the, on the business side of things. And, and I think that's been mm. one of my things is that I really want to make sure that I'm leading the team. Well, that I'm, that I'm just, I'm doing this right, you know, and, and doing it well and, and really, um, just fulfilling the mission that, that I want CFH to fulfill is, you know, as far mm-hmm. as it's, cause it's not, it's not about, it's never been about like me. It's not about Sarah, but like, it's so what I wanted to make sure was that 
it's um, truly helping people and truly doing what, yep. what it's meant to do. And I'm not, you know, messing it up, which is what yep. I was afraid I was doing on the business side of things. Um, well, and so, we, yeah, we do our level of- one and they say, here are the keys to a gym. And you're like, okay, well, I can teach a squat, but I don't know anything <laughs> about ordering stock or developing staff or, yeah. you know, um, it's running a time to what classes do I put? What do I charge? All of that sort of stuff that you're like, you just kind of wing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I guess it was because like for when I reached out to Chuck and Tony, it was like, yeah, it was like, I think it was in the middle of lockdown. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just I honestly, like my anxiety was at, at a at, at a really high level as far as the business side of things and just kind of, yeah, it was like, I've, I've really learned I, what I've learned so much, like just as far as it's amazing how my anxiety levels were constantly up here. Like I, you know, my, I, I, I look back on like the time when I was the beginning of owning the gym and where we were at that point and my poor boys and my poor husband, like it's just, they're so patient. Cause I was, I was not probably a very pleasant person to be around. And, um, it's so, um, and some of my closest friends, like, I'm just so grateful for, for them just cause I, you know, I, I look back on where I was and I was just, just so full of anxiety. And so, mm. Um, so yeah, so I just reached out and it was just kind of like, yeah, and then we had our first phone call and I just kind of knew I was like, I need to connect with these guys and, and get some help. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think what was nice about it, it wasn't this like cookie cutter, right? Here's the system you put in place. It was truly like, I think our first call, it was like, we, we dreamed it was like, what, where, where do you yeah. want to be in 10 years? And I honestly yeah. haven't thought about that. Like, in like, you know, Same. Yeah, like three, five, ten years, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "Okay, I can maybe think about three years, maybe." But like yeah. to think beyond that, like, um, and just getting to me, getting me to dream again, because before owning an affiliate, before this was even a thing, I had ideas and dreams and visions all the mm-hmm. time, you know. And so, and then yep. you kind of you get going with the affiliate, and like it's wonderful, but you're into the day to day stuff and just trying to make it each day <laughs> to keep. Yeah, and. Yeah, it is that it is that like the forest for the trees, and and when they do ask that question, it's like where, and I was like, I don't know, just serving more people and <laughs> doing fitness, and they're like, no, wrong answer, and you're just like, <laughs> and I work with previous business coaches that cost an awful lot of money that just said, do it this way, this is the best way. I'm like, oh, it doesn't really fit with me, and then yeah, they would make you feel less. And I I found in my affiliate owner journey that sometimes it's quite lonely being an affiliate owner because you can't talk to your coaches you're not going to go to your coaches necessarily and say I feel like I'm a failure or I feel like I didn't do this very well or mm-hmm. and no one's also coming up to you and going hey great job on keeping the toilet paper supplied or the toilet <laughs> clean you know you're not you're yeah. not getting that that you would have and you've got to make the decisions and you live and die by your decisions and what yeah. I loved by starting that relationship with Fitfuliate and the coaches was you're not alone there's someone every week who's going to listen to you and then help you get that outside perspective and clarity. Like you yeah. said, with your anxiety high and you're in the middle of the storm, they can just go, okay, well, ask you the right questions. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, the seas are a little calmer now. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. I'm, I'm not dying. It's all yeah. good. Exactly. And I think probably one of like the biggest things was just even changing my mentality as far as like every everything has a solution rather than just looking at it as like this thing, but it's just more of like mm. learning to objectively look at things and find a solution there's always a solution and just learning because i think i've always been very i'm definitely very like i one of the words i i try to refrain from ever saying now is i feel like and then it's like no no no. what do the numbers say like what's actually yeah what's actually and 
Yeah. I think so, my favourite question that they ask, is it a problem or are you just making it one? Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. they know me so well now, they go, you're doing a lot of busy things and you're chasing squirrels, so you're you're clutching for control. What do you feel is out of your control that you're – and then I'll go, oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and even I wouldn't have realised it. It's like get out of the way, let yeah. things happen, and don't make problems that aren't there. Like I would ask questions like, is it a problem? I go, well, no, but it – well, then don't – then that's that's the end of that thought bubble Let's, yeah you know when and it's, it's always what I want to do like even when I said about expanding the affiliate at the end of COVID they didn't go oh well maybe it's not the right time for you they're like awesome we'll make it work yeah okay yeah, yeah. just adjusted the metrics exactly so, exactly well it's it's one it of those things amazing. where it's like it's what's nice though it's it's what's been so great is like how even taking those dreams that dreams that might even seem silly and way out there that mm. they're not they're not like and it's one yep. of those things where it's just like okay you create a a path to get there and you have objective mm. things that each week you'd need to get done to to work your way towards that and um and just and it's nice to having the outside perspective as far as just the things that like from just the coaching and stuff of ways to handle situations and even ways to handle things that I probably wouldn't have done myself um, to mm. then help me get a bigger picture of, to get CFH to where we need to get going. Like just even things like, you know, handing over like coaching classes more, like, whereas I felt like I need mm. to do loads. <laughs> it's like, yeah. actually, if yeah, you people will leave if it's not me. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah. if you want to grow a team, like they need to, coach classes so that way they can grow and, yeah. and grow in their skill set and all that and the whole team can grow and it can get better mm. um and so yeah so that's like and then from that being able to kind of step back a bit more from the day-to-day -day, then you're able to see the bigger picture of where things are going and 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 you're able to take it the direction yeah yeah that, that you really do mm. need to go so and then also too I, I found through all that like just being coached this way that I mean I'm a complete, I, well, I feel like I'm, a, I feel like I'm a different person. Like just, it's just been mm -hmm. so nice to where I'm just, I'm a more pleasant mom <laughs> and wife yeah. and husband to where I'm yep. just, uh, I'm not so high strung and uptight all the time and not every little thing bothers me where it's like, I'm able to let things just kind of roll off my back a whole lot easier mm -hmm. where it's not a big deal. And like, I think that's, yeah. that's also been a big life thing. It's just learning. Um, this was through another one of our conversations was just how finite life is and how finite our energy and time is that like you only get mm -hmm. so much of it. And so why, why, why are we, or why for me, I was wasting my time getting, you know, worried and upset just by things that actually didn't matter. And then where I needed to be focusing is, a uh, is Dottie, is she walking Dottie, around? Yeah, Dottie's getting a little restless here. So I'm just <laughs> so keeping an eye that she doesn't have to pick wander her up off the on the carpet or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but just kind of like where, you know, the, just making sure as far as choosing where I focus my energy and my, my attention and just making mm. sure I'm focusing it on things that really do matter. Um, and, and the rest of it, I can just let go. And that's, um, and that's been so helpful. And, um, and so, yeah. yeah just and having that accountability. Absolutely. It's like, no one knows whether or not I do something or not, but now I have someone every week going, did you do this? Are you on track for this? Uh, yes. Cause you don't want to say no. No. That's, you know, because yeah. we don't have a board or anyone to answer to. It's like, oh, if I just do that next week, it'll be fine. But yeah, it's having that, that extra layer, which has been good. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go. Well, I was about to say, and then it's nice as well too having somebody ask you like, why didn't you get that done? And you're like, why didn't I do that? And then like, it's like, yeah, as well. It's just kind of, it's just helpful. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just you've, then you've got to really think about it. And, and also our weekly reflection is what did I do well 
yeah this week and what could I have done better where we rarely give ourselves a pat on the back yeah but one of the things I was really interested to talk to you more on today and I know it's a particular strength of yours and passion is running coach development I know through our conversations in our mentoring group the process that you have and the way that you um, develop those coaches you know you're clearly very passionate about now coaching at a higher level so coaching coaches rather than squats and pull-ups right um Tell me a little bit more how you evolved into that and, and why that's so important to you to, to make it inclusive and get it right and, and yeah. you know, make it amazing. Yeah. So because that's like, I mean, because before even like this was at the beginning of, of CFH, I always hoped it would be um, like a training ground and a launching pad for coaches because I just think coaching mm. is one of the best jobs in the world that you can have. Um, and mm. so and it was just one of these things where how it all got started was um, two of our members when like, so like Chloe, who you just saw walk in, she was like one yeah. of our first members. She came to our very first 6am class. And then, um, and then another one of our members, Ro, she's moved down to London now. We miss Ro, but, um, but yeah, so it started with them. They were, they wanted to go for their level one and, um, we're like, yeah, go for it. It'd be great. Um, and then, uh, so how it started though, was like, you know, of course they were a bit nervous about going to take the exam as, um, as everybody is. And so we're like, well, let's do a study group to get you ready. And so then what we did was we started this study group and then we just opened it up to the whole membership. Um, just, you know, if any other, anybody else wanted to hop in and we had quite a lot of folks hop on and, and want to get mm. in on this level one study group. Cause as well, not only does it help folks get ready if they are going to go take the level one, but I think for folks that really love CrossFit, it's just great to expand your knowledge on the methodology. So it just helps your overall training and experience. Hello, Dottie. <laughs> yeah, she's, that's the first bark she's done. So there you go. We got to share it. A little she, hasn't, she hasn't barked since we picked her up. She's, oh. uh, yeah. So, yeah. And so we, we ran this study group and this was actually through, it was like towards the end of lockdown and, um, and it was like a, a six session thing. And, um, and we did it on zoom at the time and yeah, just yeah. got them ready. <laughs> and, just, just come in and grab her. <laughs> all the dogs are coming in now. All the dogs. Hello. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Little one. We should all do a call where we bring all of our dogs on the call. All the dogs come on the call. Yeah. <laughs> cool dogs. That's so fun. That's so great. Big dog's just getting used to it. So she's parked outside the room while I was recording. <laughs> so it's like, and then she you just let out her first bark. So anyway, back to coach <laughs> development now that the puppies are sorted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started with the study group and it was great. Like, so we, we just went through the whole level one training guide and just broke it down and, you know, just walked our way through it. And then, um, actually through that study group, we had, you know, I knew that Roe and Chloe were both going to be going for their level one. So each week, you know, would just say, Hey, do you want to teach on this bit? And like, give them like a bit mm-hmm. on the, that we were going to talk about that week and they taught it, you know, so that way they really had yep. to learn it. Um, so that was cool. And so we did the study group, they went and did their study group or they went to the level one and passed. And then after that, we just created a track to get them ready to lead classes. Cause it's one of those mm-hmm. things you can go and, and take your level one, but then you might not really feel ready to then come in and be like, right, I'm just going to go lead a class. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. we started this it's amazing how you, you forget how to teach a movement when you're in front of your first class and go, deadlift, um, I don't know anything about how to deadlift. Where do my feet go? Where do my, you know, know. yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we started this track where, 
you know, we just, we split it into to three sections of the development track where like the first portion, um, they're shadowing sessions. So they're just in taking notes. They have already read all the coaches notes and they're watching how the sessions run. And the coach that's on is like, you know, beforehand and afterwards, we'll kind of chat with them about, you know, all the ins and outs, like, you know, this is what we're doing today. And, mm-hmm. you know, and here's what to look for. And here's the main things I'm focusing on. Like to so say it's something like today we're focusing on we're doing push press. Like today I'm really going to focus on making sure everybody's keeping their chest up on that dip. And so while the, while the person is, mm-hmm. you know, shadowing, they're able just to kind of look around and watch and see how the coaches coach in and mm-hmm. really learn and take notes. And, um, and as well, you know, they can watch some of the athletes moving scene, like, Hey, can you spot that? Like, you know, whatever it is that mm-hmm. you're looking for that day. Um, so that's kind of the first portion is just shadowing and just learning and watching and taking notes. And then the second yep. portion is then to co-coach. And so they'll, um, them and the coach that's on, will work together and then they'll split the class. So it might be like, you know, Hey, so today you're going to teach the sec, the, teach the section on push press. And so then that, that way they teach, take the whole, I can't talk, take the whole class through <laughs> that, that section of learning the lift or whatever it is, the movement that day. And then mm-hmm. through that phase of the development, just trying to make sure that coach that's developing, you know, maybe one, then the next session they get to do the whiteboard talk. And then the next session they get to, you know, do the warm up or whatever. And it's to where mm-hmm. at some point they've covered every aspect of the wad to where they're, they've done everything and then they're ready to eventually lead the whole thing. Um, and so then that's next. The next section is once they've kind of gone through the co-coaching and they're ready, then the last portion is that they then lead classes with the coach there. So they kind of like swap where the lead coach then is there as support and then the developing mm-hmm. coach is um, leading. And so that way too, you're getting, they're getting live feedback. So then like right after the session, it's just saying like, you know, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. that was great. You know, just make sure, you know, you're giving yeah. everybody a cue each rep or whatever it is and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Um, and so, yeah. And then, so once they've gone through those three sections and everything's all good and they're and the team's happy and, you know, they feel ready to, to lead a class, then yeah, then they get to start leading classes or whatever might be the next step for them. Cause we might have some mm-hmm. folks go through the development program and maybe for them, they feel more comfortable being like, Hey, I'd rather be like a second coach an assistant coach. And so that might be what they do, or mm-hmm. maybe they get through the development track and be like, you know, actually this isn't for me. That's cool too. You know, or they're like, yep. you know, I'm ready to do this. I want to be a lead coach. Then, yep. then it's one of those things. It's like, then creating the space and for that. And so I just feel like the more that you can invest in your team and the more you can grow your team, the more everybody's going to benefit and your gym will grow. Um, and it just makes a really great culture as far as like, that's that you don't have to look to always outsource your coaches that you can develop that mm-hmm. from within. Cause then they'll, they'll get you though. They're, they're already invested and, and love what you're about. And, um, and it's neat. Cause I think what's been neat to see is like our members having seen the coaches that are going through the development track is like, they're, they're all cheering them on. Like the members love it. And like, and it's one of those things where when they see them like leading a section and it's nice thing afterwards, like you did so good. That was so great. (laughs) And like, that's what I'm like. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? It is. It's really good. It's what we can, I can tell them that they're going great, but when they actually hear it from a member, they're like, Oh, Oh, you know, Sarah told me I did awesome today. And I went, yeah, I've been saying it for two weeks, but yay, you know, and it, it really means a lot when a member takes the time to go, Hey, that was good class. Thank you. you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so and it's just, yeah, so it's good. And it just, cause I think that's one of those things where I think everybody I'm sure feels a bit insecure as far as like, you know, do they, 
did the members actually like this or is this actually good? And it's just one of those things like understand that everybody's rooting for you and really wants you to do well. And like, we're, we're all a team here. And so it's just, it's a really nice, it's creating a really nice atmosphere. It's just a really supportive one. Um, mm. And so, yeah. So as far as that's, that's what we do. And that's, that's one of those things where if in any way that I can help another affiliate owner, you know, it doesn't have to look like ours, but you know, develop something similar to where it helps mm. to create that culture. I'd, I'm happy to help and would love to. And so, um, and so, yeah. Fantastic. It's, just, it's so good. <laughs> so, you know, we're clearly the podcast is aimed for coaches and affiliate owners. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could give, uh, you know, a new affiliate owner something, a piece of advice that they could run, watch this episode, listen to this episode, run away and implement, they go, okay, I need to build, I need to, I'm not doing a good job developing my team or I'm running all the classes. What's something that they could do like and take away and just, do one small action, which is going to make a bit of a change to their trajectory in this area. Um, yeah. So I've gosh, there's lots of ways to answer that. I would say with your current team and your current coaches, you do have just chat with them about like, what did, like, as far as I would ask them, like, what do they want to do? What, like, what is, um, what are your dreams and like, what do you hope to achieve? And like, and trying to be in a position to where you can help empower them in that to where, you're for them where like, say they really have a big desire to where they do want to. Um, yeah, I really want to be a lead coach. Okay. And like, they want to take on more hours. Great. Let's get you on a track to do that. Or like, you know what? I really have a passion for, you know, I want to help develop a teens program. Cool. Let's, let's like work. Let's do that together, you know? And like, let's, let's help you on a track to where we can. And so I think within your affiliate, I think sometimes as the affiliate owner, it's easy to fall into the thing like that. You've got to do everything where really it's more mm-hmm. just like, build your team and just like, it's one of those things, build your team and then help to empower them to pursue dreams and to pursue um, what it is they're really passionate about. Everybody wins. And it's almost exactly like the conversation that you had on your first call with Chuck and Tony and that we all had is what are your dreams? So someone asked you that and you realize the power in that when you actually ask your staff, well, you know, what do you want? And they're like, oh, I just thought I was covering some classes. No, no, no. Like, no you can own something you can create something and own it within this space like yeah all the ideas i'm eight and a half years in maybe i don't have all the good ideas anymore you've yeah. probably got better ideas and yeah. it's asking them i found that was a really powerful thing and it's take your coaches out for a cup of coffee yeah and just ask them it's totally. it's challenging at first because it makes you seem you know you've got to be quite vulnerable in that space and go you know and be prepared maybe for answers you don't want but also to say you know i'm here for you so what you, you're helping my dreams become a reality yeah how can i help yours now exactly and how do they fit together in that little intersection exactly exactly and i think i think it's one of those things is like just yeah like you said it's like you're putting yourself in that vulnerable position whereas i think that's actually it's a really great position to be in it's just being transparent and vulnerable and i think that's where then yeah because then better connection is made and then you're able to you know, make progress and do something significant. And, and, and that's meaningful rather than it just being like you cover classes and I employ you. It's not, not, that's not a great relationship. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, so yeah, yeah it can so, be tricky. Yeah. So there we go. But yes, yeah, so I would say definitely finding ways to empower your team, listen and invest in them and show your gratitude, like, or show, show, I think it's also to show appreciation because it's one of those things where, it's like it's, the team works hard. They, they, they put in time too. And so it's one of those things is, is shown to your appreciation for that and verbalizing it. 
Um, and so that way they know that they're valued. And, um, and so, yeah, cause it's, it's one of those things yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's nice to be recognized. And so I think, yeah, it is. To, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, how to, just before we wrap up and put a bow yeah. on it, um, if an affiliate owner does want to know a little more about coach development in that space, what's the best way to reach out to you? Are you, uh, where are you on the socials? I actually came off Instagram and so yeah I know and so I I was like do I need to get back on there I haven't really missed it I missed chatting with you guys but like um, as far as to get in touch with me um, you can get like so my email is probably the best way so um, sarah at crossfithaddington.com is my email address and then um, uh, now you're making me think about if I should get back on the gram or not (laughs) It was nice to take a wee break for a while. <laughs> it is, look, it is, I definitely agree with you that sometimes yeah. you've just got to not be on the gram and, and yeah. things get a bit hectic sometimes. And I, sometimes I just peel back and go, I'm only going on to post for the business and then I'm out of there. And, then out of there. Um, exactly. and you've got to be a little bit disciplined with that because yeah, suddenly yeah. you're into the vortex of scrolling and Well, I yeah, just found it was like hole. doggy video after doggy video. Like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with them, but there's only so many. <laughs> like, I like, have work I to do spent, though. I was like, I just spent ten minutes watching doggy videos. Like, what mm. am I doing with my time? <laughs> so, yeah, the yeah. Uh, old screen time feature on the Apple thing that sends you every week. You're like, oh, I need to spend less time on my Instagram. Yeah. It's like, and then when Chuck and Tony are saying, why wasn't that done? And you go, I was really busy. You go, actually, I don't know if I was. So, yeah, I had and yeah, yeah, you've got to add that up. Yeah, but yeah. email is a great way for people yes. to reach out to yeah, you. For sure. um, no problem. Well, thank you for your time, Sarah. I'm oh, glad we thanks. finally caught up and, and made yeah. this happen. I've loved chatting to you. Um, and uh, nice looking, forward, looking forward to our next chat, my friend. It sounds good. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs>